This episode of the Damage Guild podcast is sponsored by listeners like you. Join the guild at patreon.com slash damage guild to receive exclusive perks, member rewards, and bonus content. Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. Clay says, you know, that's twice that you three have saved my life. I feel like I have to do something more to repay you. Perhaps I could introduce you to one of the local nobles? Yes, that would be great. Your journey brings you to the walls of Mosnanim. Mosnanim is filled with flowers and honeybees. You make your way to Tarina Vesper's house. Clay's letter said that there was perhaps something that I would be able to assist you with. We are on an epic quest to find Felma. He should be arriving in Tyver in six weeks. Perhaps you could take on work as a caravan guard. Oh, we could get paid as we go to the next place, guys. There you go. You spend most of the week resting and waiting for your trip to begin. Finally, the day before you're supposed to set out, you manage to crack the code and open up the last piece. Inside, you pull out a folded piece of parchment, and it opens up to reveal... Map. <gasps> what? Dude, oh, wow. that's cool. A secret treasure map? All right, well, when you said the word reveal, that's where I'm cutting the episode ending. <laughs> so we're good. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Wasn't there a map that we also could purchase from that little strange shop? Yes, a treasure map, yeah. But this is also... This is also a, a map. Tre- this is the real map that nobody's already taken the treasure from. Mm. Ah. Yeah. Mm. But do we have enough time to go get the treasure? Yes, we do. <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. But, but, but it's it, probably on the other continent. It's probably in Ilthra. <laughs> yeah, it might be on the other continent. Yeah. Oh, you have to tell, you have to tell us, thing. Come on, tell us. Is it like those cool random treasure maps you find in Skyrim where it's just like a location and you have to like go there and actually look at it to see the same thing that's on the map mm. oh that's very difficult they have is. something similar to that in elden ring there's like paintings throughout the the world and you have to like that vista you have to find it in the world like from the angle oh, of wow. the guy that painted it and then the guy who painted it is still there it's like a oh, spirit awesome. like a spirit painter oh huh. just chilling just <laughs> painting things well if you're a spirit you don't have nothing to worry about you just sit there and paint things. sure yeah, you <laughs> just yeah. do what you want man so, uh, you'll have to probably research in order to find out where this map actually points to. Oh, dang it. We mm. gotta go to the local library. It's the local Merengian speaking library. It's ancient parchment, so it could be that you know, the landscape has changed, the towns might be different. Huh. Mm. You don't know. Man, you're making this sound less exciting by the second. <laughs> <laughs> it's a secret treasure map, Thane. Like, why you gotta, why you gotta ruin it with realism? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's awesome. Pride myself on how realistic my D&D campaigns are. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Nothing that couldn't happen in real life. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to do anything in Mosnalim over the next six days, or are you planning to just rest and take this time to I would maybe... like to learn how to become an amateur beekeeper. <laughs> Please. <laughs> you are a ranger, after all. That's true. That's true. You already are an amateur beekeeper, Shava. <laughs> you want to become a master beekeeper. Mm. Mm, I do. If only you took this swarm swarm keeper subclass. Oh, uh, the uh, druid <laughs> swarm. <laughs> or is that ranger? <laughs> There's a ranger one. Ranger one. Wasn't that from Tasha's? The new, like, plague ranger? Or am I thinking of something else? Yeah, I don't remember what its name actually is. Yeah. It came out after we started this game. Yeah. So I heard a rumor that one of the best... Shield Crafters lives in Moss Nalim. Is that true, or is that just a rumor? Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, really? The best Shield Crafter? He make, yeah, this guy makes plus one magical shields. That's that's what the rumor the? that's going around. For, like, next to nothing, right? For super cheap? Yeah, bargain basement prices. They call him Crazy Bob. <laughs> Crazy Bob, that's right. I remember Crazy Bob. How much would a plus one shield cost in gold? It's probably very expensive. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, it's probably more than we can afford. Mm. All right, that's a silly idea. Let's not do that. (laughs) Even if it is just a rumor. Well, do they have like a visitor center here or something like that? No, I don't think you're going to find many towns that have visitor centers. Why don't we just go to the bar and have great food, a great time, you know, like a couple of drinks on Aslo and then see (laughs) see who we meet and maybe they'll tell us what's worth doing in Maznalim. Yep. All right, well, in that case, Tokus, you're going to have to install wheels on the bottom of the tub 
or vat in which I am bathing. <laughs> the vat of honey. The vat of honey. You're literally going to sit in it for six days? Yes. It does wonders for your skin. Very, very healthy. Pretty sure you don't actually have a tub full of honey to bathe in. What? Listen, Thane. Okay, Who are you, the DM? You don't know anything, okay? Yeah, this is not your world. This is Shabba's world. This is Shabba's fantasy. Don't intrude. (laughs) It's like Bobby's world, but Shabby's world. You can't just bathe in honey and then get out and then go in the next day. You have to make it like a... An event. It's a commitment, yeah. Yeah, because it takes so long to wash off. Now, are you are you completely submerged with a little straw sticking up so you no, can breathe? No, no, it's just like a, like a bath, you know, like mm. I got my arms so like and to the neck. Like feet okay. hanging out. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it's really hard to find a vat that's large enough for me. So I have my legs hanging out at one end and my arms at the at the other. So it's just your torso. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Have you considered like cutting two tubs partially in half and then putting them together and then filling that with honey? So that I have a tub of two halves of two other tubs? <laughs> Doesn't isn't that the same size? No, like uh, you cut off one third of the Just the of ends the of it, maybe. Yeah, like the ends oh, of it. okay. And then put like, the two <laughs> together. Well, thanks, as I'm saying as I'm in my bath of honey. Thanks. That would have been a great idea <laughs> to suggest before I got into the honey. Yeah, it's probably hard to transfer the honey to another. It's a little late now. Because like the tub's probably bolted to the floor. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well... It's at least to the extent that I weigh a few hundred pounds. Uh, it's pretty well stuck in place. And how do you clean off after one of these honey baths? Take a shower. Mm. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go out to the woods or, and grab like a, bee, a beehive or like a... And like bring it to Shaba so he gets yes. the full experience, and then I'm gonna <laughs> chuck it into. I'm gonna, the... wear, I'm gonna wear it on my head, yeah, <laughs> so that you can be one with the bees, and it'll like exfoliate your face. Yeah, that's right. Yes, definitely. Yeah, after they sting you, and and your face, like your all your skin puffs up. That's actually like exfoliating because it like mm. you know you slough off all the dead skin yeah. at the end. That's right. Yeah, you've never exfoliated with bee venom. It's great. <laughs> no, you, yeah, it's true. You do that, and then you just rub honey into it, and it makes it all better. Yeah. Yep. That's like the same concept behind acupuncture, right? Like you hurt yourself to feel better. Mm-hmm. Yep, it is. Honey can actually use for medicine, but aside from that, everything else here is not really something you'd want to do. <laughs> <laughs> not real science? Okay. All right, well, that's fine. Okay, so if you're not doing anything important or real... Then we'll just say that six days pass and you're ready to go with the caravan. Right. Okay. Okay. I'm, ready. I'm down with that plan. I mean, I was I was actually going to ask for us to do something productive. Like, what do what do we know about <laughs> I don't being? Think there is anything productive? No, to no. Do what do we? Shaba, shush. Okay, listen. There's got to be something <laughs> productive we could do. Like they send out caravans all the time. We could talk to some of the other caravanners and say, Hey, is there anything we should bring? Like, what if there's special supplies we should be bringing? You know, like anti-venom packets or something. I don't know. Mm, for all the scorpions and stuff? Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, we are getting the next one. That's why we're having to wait six days, because there's no other ones going out before then. Yeah, let's not throw away these six days. Let's do something useful, guys. Come on. You put, let's <laughs> yeah. put our heads together. Aslo, think of something. Let's train. Well, no, we just did that. We can't We can't train again, can well, we? Well, let's just do it again and gain another level. Yeah. That's a good idea. I don't think that's how it works. I think that's how it works <laughs> in Dragon Ball Z. Our power level goes up the more we train. Mm-hmm. You just turn up the gravity a hundred times and train, and then we get stronger. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk to some of the other caravanners that'll give us the time of day? Sure. You could meet up with someone from your caravan. Or bodyguards. Ooh, let's, let's get more specific. Uh, can we talk to some of the other bodyguards? Yeah, you can. I guess you can find one of them asking your the guild that you're joining up with for now, Chapman's Guild, and they point you to one of the caravan guards, and you can talk to him. He's a regular archer, it looks like. Specializes in the bow, has a sword at his hip. Nice. Where'd you get those poison arrows? Can we get some for Shaba? <laughs> <laughs> I use various standard arrows, broadheads, bodkins... So on and so forth. I don't have any poison on them. Oh, okay. Uh, what sorts of creatures do you encounter in these wilds? Most of the time, the monsters don't attack the caravans. We just kind of huh. go through their territory and drive them away by our sheer presence, the number of people. Wait a minute. So yeah. you're saying you've never actually gotten into a fight on these travels? I have. I said most of the time. To be fair, he said uh, most of oh, the time. Oh, most. I'm sorry. I'm putting words in your mouth. Forgive me. 
Sorry. Wait, you're the one. You can't even talk to him. Everyone else can talk to him, but you can't. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, Shaba, we discovered that you know you knew Marangese. I know Marangese, so I'll translate for Tokus. Well, maybe it's a good thing he can't understand me. Or maybe while I talk to him, Aslo can translate for Tokus and vice versa. Yes, exactly. I, I don't trust Aslo to actually translate what I'm saying. Yeah. I wouldn't either. Oh, my friend here says he would like to buy all your honey, please. <laughs> but wait, I'm an archer. I don't have any honey. <laughs> Are there any special supplies or equipment you recommend having for this particular leg of the journey? I can't think of anything out of the ordinary. At this time of year, it's good to always carry a few extra blankets, some heavy clothes, just in case. And make sure you've got whatever ammunition you might need. Okay. Hmm. How are you looking on ammo, Shaba? I'm doing great. <laughs> I'm really solid on ammo. Oh, I guess I wouldn't know to ask him that, would I? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. We're, we're, we're translating, translating for you. Yeah. Um, we, I imagine we stocked up at uh, Sapphire Sabres before we took off, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else, Mr. Guard, sir? Well, I mean, I can tell you we're going to be through, going through the plains over the next few days and then back into the next forest nearby Then probably stop for a day or two in town, continue on, cross some more plains. It should be getting warmer as we go, but not that much warmer. And what happens after the plains? Not the first plains, the second plains. What, what happens after that? There's a swamp and an island and a mountain. Oh, okay. So you change it up after all the planes, huh? Mm-hmm. At that point, we'll be heading into Teve. There's nothing particularly interesting out there. I mean, there's lots of farmlands. There's a few other towns that we'll pass through along the way. Teve is mostly just open with small forests, hills, a few rocky areas, but I don't think we'll be passing through those right away. Okay. And what about Tyvere? What type of a city is it? It's the capital of Teve, right? Is it a big place like is it anywhere close to Racergon or is it more of like a podunk city like a out of the way place Tyver is a decently large city nothing compares to Racergon of course of course <laughs> but it is fairly large and it occupies miles of land surrounding it for its farms and other peasants living there. They have a fairly high culture, I believe, if you would call it that. You know, high society and such. Mm. So they're bougie, is what you're trying to tell us. <laughs> they're hoity-toity. Yeah, they're like, they're hipsters. <laughs> well, at least those in the city center might be considered that. Mm. Oh, you, you've been very helpful. Can you translate that for me, Aslo? You've been very helpful. Thanks for your time. You have been very helpful. Thanks for your time. Well, certainly. We'll be working together for the next few weeks, so always good for everyone to be prepared. Although you look like you have quite a few combat encounters under your own belts, so oh, yes. I'm not sure how helpful it really is for me to be telling you about that. We do indeed have many combats under our belts. We look forward to traveling with you soon. And we ought to know your name if we're going to be traveling together. Oh, yes. Forgive me. My name is Ranog. He extends a hand for a handshake. Right on, Ranog. Right. I'll fist bump him back. Never can be too careful. <laughs> so he, he holds his hand out for a shake, and you and just punch him, him in the back it. of the hand. <laughs> yep. <You> smack <laughs> it. Right. In, in my culture, that's a sign of endearment. Mm -hmm. Suppose we just stock up on any supplies we need and rest up for the travel ahead. Okay, get some rations, Yeah, whatever. Mm -hmm. All right, so the day of departure has arrived. You meet up with Ustrak, your caravan master. He's a middle-aged man with a braided red beard and plain green and brown clothing for the most part. He looks like he's an experienced caravaner, but not one for combat or anything, just a merchant. And Ustrak assigns your group to the front of the caravan. You know, he takes a look at you and your weapons and equipment and... Assumes that you're probably some of the stronger guards he has, so puts you in front. Hmm. Sweet. We should have looked. We should have tried to look weaker, guys. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good point. I should have taken off my uh, my. I feel like my plate armor is probably the big giveaway. Like other than that, I don't know if we look all that impressive. Well, I mean, Chaba's like seven and a half feet tall, so there's that. Yeah, we are level seven now, and we've been complaining for the entire campaign about how we're nobodies and just a bunch of bronzies. But now we're all of a sudden we're steel, and so. You know, we look the part. Yeah, it, that happened so suddenly. I'm not even used to it yet, Chava. Yeah, we got to start living up to our appearance. Yeah, yeah, we got to we got to rep the guild. That's true. All right, mm -hmm. steals steals would lead the charge yeah, on this totally. caravan. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steels are like practically like the third rank of the Sapphire Saber, practically. <laughs> <laughs> Just about, yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of being over seven feet tall, I was randomly watching an old video of uh, some WWE fights. And uh, Andre the Giant was like, you know, just destroying <laughs> this other guy. He was he was like seven foot four, seven foot five, something like what? that. What he was that so tall? He was that tall, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And he just like absolutely towers over, you know, the other guy. So that's how tall Shaba is. Just about mm-hmm. if you watch a video of Andre the Giant, may he rest in peace. Man, dang. I mean, I knew he was huge. I remember in the, in the Princess Bride, but I thought it was just because the other guy was short. Yeah. I think he has had a legitimately had a disorder of his glands. It's called gigantism. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So why he kept growing and growing and growing and growing. Mm-hmm. Are you still growing, Shaba? Have you gotten taller over this adventure? Uh, I have matured, as hard as it may be to believe. <laughs> yeah, I'm not so sure about that one. <laughs> I have physically matured, perhaps not uh, oh, emotionally. Okay. Or mentally. But. Are you telling us this from the tub of honey, or is this after yes. you've dried yourself off? <laughs> I have matured. Excuse me. Thank you very much. Sipping some mead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a lot of mead in this town. Oh, uh, yeah. Playing with his bath toys. <laughs> right. Splashing little, them around in the honey. Yeah, little rubber duckies. Yeah, I, I keep thinking that this is a productive town, but Thane is just like, no, nah, there's just a bunch of beer here. <laughs> no, mead. No, oh, mead, mead, which is made, made from honey. Yes. Yeah. So maybe we should honey. live it up before we... Get ourselves killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just sit around drinking mead for six days straight. <laughs> six straight days, yeah. yeah. I mean, we don't have to work. We might as well, right? Tokus is working on a nice beer gut, and I'm having trouble, like, getting into my armor. So <laughs> <laughs> I've been drinking so much mead. Uh, well, they don't have gnomish <laughs> portions here, okay? Like, they, I, as, I buy a flagon of mead, and they give me, a, like, a human-sized flagon. And I specifically ask mm-hmm. for a gnomish-sized flagon, but they don't understand what I'm saying. Nope. They don't carry gnomish-sized flagons. So I had to have Aslo order for me. I'm explaining all this to Shaba when he's in the tub. Like, we're, we're, we're back in the tub, yeah. and I'm telling him, like, the complaints of being a short person. Like, they never have mm-hmm. food plain <laughs> enough. Or small enough. It's true. It comes in pints. It comes yeah. in pints. It comes in pints? I'm getting one. Yeah, I think uh, I, I want to ask um, Ustrak if there is room on the caravan for a tub or three. <laughs> oh, so that we can rest in between guarding? No. If you're carrying things, you'll need to hire a wagon, and it's too late to do that at this point. We're already setting out. Hmm. Ah, okay. It. We should have thought of this before. And uh, Tokus, no, I was just planning on all three of us just sitting in tubs of honey the entire way. Just like on the back of a wagon. <laughs> oh, we're under attack. Oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> You'll get it. I'm far too relaxed and drunk on mead. <laughs> it's got to be like hard to get up out of a tub filled with honey. Like like a normal bath you can just get up out of and just like towel yourself off. <laughs> it just suctions you yeah, back down. Like, oh, yeah, exactly. we'll, we'll be right there. <laughs> Probably really heavy, too. Just the, yeah, the weight of the honey alone. Like compressing like. your chest so it makes it hard to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> just Dragging you down. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Well, <laughs> at any rate, we sadly decide not to bring our tubs of honey uh, and uh, prepare to leave and guard the front of the caravan instead. You guys should have tried it. I'm telling you, maybe on our way back, you can uh, take it for a spin. Shaba, you're just glowing from being like from sitting in that honey this whole week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You better believe it. My skin is just like it used to be like a grayish color. Now it's just golden brown. I look like one of those people with a spray tan. Maybe it's just black because you're covered with flies. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like like you're so honeyfied that there's just like a swarm of bees that follows you wherever you go. Yeah. Like in a sense, you got the superpower you were looking for because they're attracted to your right. smell, uh, and taste. All right. Well, folks, the AAA team are about to get on the road, but first, for everyone's favorite segment of our show, that's right, it's time for another royal decree. This one comes to us from Keith, it's dedicated to Aya, and it goes a little something like this. This is a high and happy birthday to Hermione Hanlow a great half-elf, half-troll friend. And here's hoping the dragon you're building is finished. Also a hello to Aslo, Tokus, Shaba, and most importantly, Stripey. 
Well, Hermione slash Aya, I also hope that your dragon is finished and that you enjoy being a dragon builder. That's pretty awesome in my book. And Keith, thanks to the shout-outs to, you know, our boys on the ground, the AAA team, uh, especially Stripey. We really appreciate the support. Sometimes out there on the road, you know, in a foreign country, it gets a little lonely, so it's nice to have that kind of, uh, that kind of morale boost. So we really appreciate it. So once again, thanks for sending that in, Keith, and happy birthday, Aya. Okay, so the caravan is prepares to set out. All of the wagons are in a nice long line at the edge of town, and then the struck gives the order, and the caravan begins to move out to the south. The first town on your itinerary is Sulchea, some three days away along the southern road. The caravan's planning to spend a day there resupplying before continuing on to Luskash. Your caravan consists of two dozen wagons in total and about 40 merchants and other travelers, plus five guards beside yourselves. Hmm. It's a big caravan. Yeah, so four, two dozen wagons, 40 merchants, and only eight guards. Hmm. Besides us? Well, they're relying primarily on the overall numbers to dissuade attacks, mm-hmm. Yeah, but the number of guards does seem a little bit smaller than what you might have expected. A little slim. Trying to cut some corners here. Yeah. Now, the first two days of your journey pass uneventfully as you leave the forest, travel across open plains, but a light snowfall does slow your progress, causing the wagons to get stuck in the mud more than once, but such things are to be expected when traveling in a winter caravan. On the third morning, you enter a sparse coniferous forest, and about an hour later, there's a sudden rustling of pine needles up ahead as a ten-foot-tall, green-skinned humanoid steps out from behind a tree. What? Ten-foot-tall? Ten feet? But Shabba's only seven feet. How will we fight him? What? (laughs) He steps out from where? From behind a tree up ahead, just off the path. Wow, that's a big tree. It's about 50 feet away from you right now. The monster has nearly foot-long claws, vicious fangs, and long, greasy black hair, and it walks in a stooped, lumbering manner. Its limbs are particularly long, reaching almost down to its ankles when it bends over. A troll, maybe? Mm, I don't know if that's a troll. You could try to make a check. I would like to do that. Yeah, let's make some checks. Nature check, I guess. Let's make some do-I-know-what-this-is checks. I sure don't. Uh, I roll a 19. Wow, I also do not. I rolled a 1. Okay, Tokus, you do believe this is a troll. You're correct on that. And what you know about them... Is there a bridge nearby? You don't see any bridges. Are there any goats? (laughs) Perhaps. No. Rough-looking ones. What about pots of stew? (laughs) So you haven't personally seen trolls before, but you've heard stories about them, and this seems to match the descriptions. And what you're aware of for trolls is that they have extraordinary healing abilities, and they are afraid of fire. This is a very helpful 19. Right. I'm glad you told us that, and I'm glad you rolled a 19 so that I didn't have to metagame that. Yeah, I know everyone already knows that. So. <laughs> oh, but I don't think Sean did. I don't think I knew that they're weak to fire. Yeah, but I, I'm saying if that hadn't been revealed, I would have told you that because you have fire vials. Yeah, yeah, so it sounds like I would know that trolls are afraid of fire from what I remember reading or hearing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. They're afraid of fire and they heal unnaturally quickly. So at the sight of the troll, the horses in the front wagon rear up and start trying to back away, and the merchants that can see it shout an alarm. And then the creature speaks. Oh, boy. Okay. You are entering lands of Erdrazu. Erdrazu demands toll for safe passage through woods. Give three barrels of food, and every two-leg give ten gold coin. Mm, Every two-leg. What language is he speaking? Uh, Speaking in kind of a broken Meringian. Okay. Mm, okay. So he's pretty smart. Um, all right, we should ask the merchants to pony up. <laughs> As the creature is talking, you see two more step out of the trees to the left Ooh. and right. The one on the left appears more or less the same as the one in front of you, while the one on the right is bloated and appears to be oozing some kind of disgusting yellow pus all over its body. Ooh, Ooh gross, dude. Have a doctor take a look at that, man. Man, they should really <laughs> bathe before they go to fighting. I mean, that, that you could slip on it. Right. <laughs> so, three barrels of food total, plus ten gold pieces per person, for, per two legs. Does that include animals? 
The way he said it was every two leg, as if two leg was a distinction. Remember that? Yeah. It was a person, uh, every yeah. two leg, like well, a, we we're two leg, for example, oh, okay. bipedal yeah, yeah. for every bipedal. I didn't know if he meant like every two legs that you want to pass. All right, so that's. There you said there were 40 merchants plus seven guards? Eight, eight guards eight plus guards. three of us. So 51 people. No, no, five guards plus the three of us, total of eight. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, so 48, yeah, so 48 times 48 two. times 480 gold and three barrels of food. Oh, it was t- It was 10 gold per... I thought it was two gold. Yeah, 10 gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we should at least talk about this. Well, I mean, we're not in charge, are we? Yeah, we huddle up with Ustrak. We look at Ustrak and tap our feet. Waiting expectantly. Ustrak is riding a horse just a little bit back from the first wagon. He looks over at you and nods, like gesturing as if he expects you to do something. Oh well, we accept the terms. That's is that what he's waiting for? We we accept the terms. If that's what he's <laughs> waiting for, right? Aslo, you, you need to tell him that we accept the terms, right? Surely they translated to me what the uh, trolls were saying. You wouldn't leave your old buddy Tokus in the dark, would you? Probably in this tense of a moment, I don't know that we would have. Yeah. What did they say? Okay, although then obviously I'm asking, guys, what did they say? Yeah, no, I'll tell you. I mean, okay. he, they want ten gold pieces per person plus three barrels of food. I mean, I'll pay him ten gold to go by without a fight. It's per just person? Everybody else in the caravan has to agree as well. Yeah, Ustrak, it looks like you're unsure of what to do. Ustrak is saying, we can't afford such deep cuts into our profits. We don't have those kinds of margins. You need to do something about this. Ten gold is not that much, especially for a merchant. 450 gold. But that's each merchant. I mean, there's 40 merchants. Each merchant can surely part with ten gold to avoid being slain by a group of trolls. I mean, it's ten gold a person. Yeah, what if each bodyguard also pays ten? We'll pay ten each. That's a pretty gold... I mean, he said per person, per two leg. So we're already paying ten each. Right. So everybody pays ten... And then for the sake of us having safe passage, we have to... All of the different food-based merchants will have to pool together to fill three barrels. Right. Yeah. I mean, that seems like a pretty good deal to me. (laughs) Are you saying you want to dock it from the bodyguard's pay? Is that what you're insinuating? No. Oh, Brian. Or Aslo. Aslo, is that what he's insinuating? Uh, I'm not sure, actually. I mean, you were hired to deal with monsters and protect the caravan. Right, but these these are intelligent monsters. Yeah, they're trying to they're trying to make a deal. They're just trying to hustle. I'm open to making a deal. <laughs> I mean, they're not just blindly attacking us. They're obviously hungry and they want some money. So, I mean, let's play ball. That's what I say. Why don't we just hang out with them and just like play them some music and like set up camp and just like do food together? Yeah. Why why are all this fighting? <laughs> Aslo, surely you can work out a deal with these trolls. They're intelligent. They they speak the lingo. You're right. You're right, Tokus. I would like to step forward and clear my throat <clears throat> and say, uh, Good Sir Erdrazu, um, we <laughs> hear your terms and we... I'm not Erdrazu. Oh. Who are... Wait, who are you? These Erdrazu's lands. Oh, you're Oh, you're not Erdrazu. What's your name? I am Grizzed. 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 Well, it's very nice to meet you. Um, I love what you've done with your hair. We would like to uh, <laughs> counter-offer, all right? There you go. Um, we will give you two barrels of food and five gold per two-leg, and um, we'll, get, we'll each give you a handshake or a high-five, whichever you prefer. Mm. Several of the nearby merchants hearing that seem to react in <laughs> shock and awe at having to touch this beast. <laughs> you can't do that. You just rip our hands off. <laughs> I say, uh, scratch the handshakes and high fives. We will give you our best financial advice. Listen, you think that you want three barrels of food and however many go? That's not going to get you very far. Have you ever heard the old saying, give a man a fish and he eats for a day, but teach a man to fish and he eats for a lifetime? Mm-hmm. These guys behind me are some of the best dudes at making money that you will you will ever see. So... If you let them give you just a little bit of financial advice, you could learn how to invest in the stock market. You could buy <laughs> homes and watch the, them appreciate in value. You small two-leg talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put it this way. <clears throat> I speak up. We'll give you five gold per two-leg and two barrels of food, or else we'll kill you. How's that sound? You can take the gold or you can die. Up to you. Oh, do we get to make intimidation checks? Five gold and 
five barrels. Hmm. Look back at uh, Ustrak. Okay, so wait, more food but less money? More food, less money. Yeah, wh- yeah. What, is, what does the boss guy say? What do you th- Look over to Ustrak. How does intimidation work? I don't think we've ever done that in the show. I'm just, Sean is curious about the mechanic. How does that work? It's just a charisma check against whatever DC I set. Could we try to intimidate them? Like, Shaba looks intimidating. Intimidation <laughs> is a skill. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're, we're just talking turkey here. We're, I'm not trying to, like, make them scared of me. I'm, I'm oh, trying okay. to, like, say, like, hey, look at us. This is how, what we've got, how numerous we are, how well-armed we are. What do you think are your chances yeah. uh, against us? And, like, why don't we just make a deal if, you know, if nobody wants to be hurt? Ooh, ooh, I, I, so Tokus has a thought, and I, I whisper over to Aslo. Aslo, hang on a second. Do you think they would understand the concept of magical weapons and artifacts? Would they know what those things are, or are they too stupid? I say it low enough that they can't hear me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they probably would, sure. So, like, maybe we should just, like, show them, like, Shaba's bow and our artifacts and maybe just say, like, hey, like, we, we really don't want to hurt you. Let's just figure out a deal that the merchants are happy with. And fewer words, right? Because he said he, you talk too much. Yeah, yeah, okay. So maybe we show them, like, our strongest gear. Yeah, so I, I nudge Shaba and... The three of yeah, us. Dude, just like shoot a bowl of lightning into the sky. That's what that'll scare him. <laughs> well, he doesn't yeah. want to waste one of his charges, right? Well, right. But we can, you can like charge it and have the electricity going or something without firing a shot. <laughs> oh, you know what? I will cast um, Detect Magic. Does it like make things glow or do, is it just that I see? You, see you can see it. I see. Okay, never mind. I mean, I could spend one of my spell slots and do like one of Tokus's more impressive spells if we don't well, want to waste a lightning shot. I don't shot. think we're I think we're backtracking, right? He's already made a counteroffer. Yeah, so that shows yeah. that they're they're willing to to negotiate here. Okay. So we're at 5 gold per person and 5 barrels of food. Yeah, and Ustrak says if this were just a one-time thing, I suppose we could accept these losses, but I suspect that if they're not dealt with, these creatures will stay here and accost us on our way back. Along with other merchants from the guild? Mm. Well, if they do that, then we'll deal with them then. But for now, this is a one-time thing. Well, <laughs> But then it becomes I mean, a two-time thing. Hmm. Maybe for you it is, but we have to travel here every few months. So you're saying you want us to defend you from the shakedown of future travels. Aslo, I think that would cost extra. Like, we were just, we were just told to protect them. We weren't told mm. to deal with bandit border patrol. Hmm. Right. This isn't hostile so much as it is a show of force. Yeah. I still like the scare them off idea, either through intimidation or showing them that we are pretty geared. Like I, I like I said, I could I could spend a spell slot or two and show them what Tokus can do. If you guys don't want to show what you can do. Um, um let's I, yeah, let's try that. Let's um see if we can intimidate them. I don't th- I don't think we go that way, that direction yet. You don't think so? We have the risk of angering them. They're trolls. I don't think they're going to just run off like goblins. So uh, I say, hold on, give, just give me one moment. I go back down the line and find a merchant who looks fairly wealthy. Just a <laughs> guy who, like a guy who looks like he's, you know, doing all right. Like the w- clothes he's wearing and such. Okay. Excuse me, sir, Mr. Merchant. Um, how much does a barrel of food cost, approximately? Um, I mean, that depends entirely on what sort of food it is. Okay. Barrel of troll food, let's say. <laughs> Aslo. What? They're scared of fire. I know that about trolls. Let me show them what I can do with fire. I think we could win an intimidation roll. I really do. I think you're right, but let's wait for Shaba to finish what he's doing first. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's see let's see if Shaba Shaba can have a success here. We could probably throw together some inexpensive food from what we have for maybe ten to fifteen gold a barrel. 10 to 15 gold per barrel. Okay. What if we did that and we, let's say it was average five barrels, that's 75 gold, right? Max? Yeah. Yeah. 75. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that's um, roughly an extra gold and a half per person. So how about we round up six and a half gold from each person here and then we use that to pay back the merchants for their barrels of food and then uh, we go on our way. I, I guess my question would be, have these paths ever been accosted by things like trolls before? Has there ever been something like this before? Do we have any precedent for this? Could we get, walk around and ask more merchants about that? 
I mean, I would think if it had happened before, then they either paid the toll or they killed the trolls, in which case the trolls would be dead and not around anymore. So Ustrak could answer that. He says that he hasn't heard of these creatures, but he only travels here every few months. Hmm. So they could have easily set up in the between time. And caravans don't travel all that frequently. I mean, it's, you know, every few weeks one will leave from a town. So news would travel slowly if these guys have been here for a while. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aslo, Shaba, listen, can we huddle up real quick? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I think we should do a show of force. I don't think they're going to want to fight us if they learn that there's a firecaster in the party, a.k.a. me. Mm. And Aslo, you're really good at, like, being charismatic and stuff. So I'm pretty sure you could be like, listen, I have a, like, like it might be a lie, but you could probably get away with it. Just say that I'm a pyromancer or something, like a, like a firecaster. I'm not, but, like, you could, you could make them think that. Yeah. You know? Like, why don't I just do some cantrips? What if I just do some fire vials and show them what I can do? So here's the thing. Before you do that, we need to agree on a deal. So we need to agree that whatever we settle on is settled, and then we show them our show of force and see if they run away from it. Yeah, like, okay, the, the, the cheaper finances, yeah. Okay, that's fair, right. Shaba. Yeah. All right, so I approach the trolls again and say, or not approach, but I go back to the front of the line and say, all right, I've spoken uh, with uh, the, the leaders of our caravan, and their final offer is four barrels of food and four gold per person. Take it or leave it. Otherwise, and then Tokus, take it away. Okay. And I am going to... Is there a tree that's not too close to other trees? Is there just like a lone tree on the path? Uh, yeah, it's, just, it's a sparse forest. Okay. But it's not too close to the trolls. It's, I'm not trying to do a warning shot. I just want to show them that I can cast some powerful magic from fire. Yeah, you can pick a tree. All right, and I will make it. I guess I need to hit with this, otherwise it looks weak, right? Well, as you're doing that, I will also expend a lightning charge from the bow and fire it up into the air. Mm. Just oh, nice. let the All lightning right. crackle around me for a moment like you're talking about, and then just launch it into the air. All right, so we're going to do that, and... Ooh, I rolled a crit. I rolled a 20. <laughs> oh, nice. So I get, to, I get to do like a double fire vial at this tree. Let me get my get Shava, you to take damage from your bow. Yes. Oh, man, I rolled pretty hot on this, too. All right, so 10 fire damage from that crit. Okay, I take four from the lightning shot. Ha-cha-cha-cha! And then, like, I blow the smoke from my uh, Vilapult. <laughs> we are powerful warriors. <laughs> from other lands, we're foreigners. No, we're not. <laughs> I'll have both of you roll an intimidation check for me, since that's what you're effectively trying to do now, and I'll set modifiers. Uh, session inspiration for me. Same. Yeah. <laughs> Because I have I have a never negative two cha. <laughs> that is an eighteen. Wait, can't you uh, can't you just rub the lucky rabbit's foot? I can, but session inspiration works just as well. Oh, okay. All right, so Tokus gets. I can have a five minus two or an eight minus two. Mm. <laughs> Sounds like the the six. Although your fire probably goes partially somewhere. It in. might go further. What was your intimidation, Shava? Uh, eighteen. 18's pretty decent. You also expended a more powerful attack than I did. Mm. Like, you literally ripped through the clouds with the, the lightning of the Ram Lord. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a warning shot. <laughs> and then uh, after that, I'll pull out a bundle of torches from my pack and start lighting them up. <laughs> just, like, have them in between your fingers and start lighting them up. Yeah, all. just like a, like a bundle just in one hand and light them up and then start passing them out to people. <laughs> <laughs> nice. The two more normal-looking trolls look a little bit hesitant and like they don't really want to engage with something like that. The other one, the big bloated one, doesn't seem concerned in the slightest. I thought of, like, Left for Dead, like the bloaters. Like yeah. The bl- <laughs> they like, sound like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're, like, walking around, like, and then they blow up. Mm-hmm. That's what That was, like, the visual I had. <laughs> like a troll mixed with the bloaters, or whatever they're called. This is pretty cool. Jay, I didn't think you were gonna join in with the lightning charge. Like, your first reaction was like, nah, I'm not gonna do this, and then you, you went for it. I had the thought, and when you mentioned it, I figured, well, let's see how this 
shakes out with the negotiation. Yeah, well, they're all they're all a bunch of merchants. I'm not actually saying this. Tokus isn't saying this, but but <laughs> Sean is saying this. Um, they're they're a bunch of money grubbing merchants. They're they're a bunch of Aslos, maybe worse. Yeah. <laughs> at least at least Aslo Way fights worse. and understands <laughs> like how to be a combatant. Right. Yeah, why are we even protecting them? Let's just join the troll side. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll join you. We'll live together in the wilderness <laughs> like merry men. The one that you've been talking to speaks up after a few seconds and says, We agree. Four barrels food, four gold. But Erdrazu may take revenge, may take money on his own. Revenge? We've got a deal here. Yeah, what, are you going to go tell Tattle Erdrazu on us? Is that what he's saying, Aslo? Yeah, if Erdrazu doesn't agree, then get Erdrazu out here to talk to us himself. <laughs> uh, wait, Shava, wait a second. Yeah, I, don't know, I don't know if we want to talk to Erdrazu. You not want to meet Erdrazu? You meet Erdrazu, Erdrazu kill you all. Well, do you speak for Erdrazu or not? Does he trust you enough to make deals on his behalf, or are you just some lackey that he can kick around and treat however he wants? Okay, that starts getting him angry. Yeah. <laughs> Is that really what you want to do, Shava? I mighty, I lead trolls here. Well, good. But trolls serve Erdrazu. Well, then Erdrazu should honor the deals that you made. If you are powerful, then he should treat you as such, don't you think? Don't you think he should give you the respect that you deserve? Grizzed, you big mighty troll. <laughs> you make Erdrazu look tiny small. <laughs> Erdrazu eat me in one bite if Erdrazu want to. <laughs> okay, Erdrazu not tiny small. <laughs> okay, 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 hey, guys, this seems like it's getting heated. Can we simmer it down and just take the deal? I, I'm trying to... Why, why, are we, why are we doing this? Tokus, I'm trying to stoke his ego. <laughs> That's right. He has accepted the deal. But he doesn't think Erdrazu will be happy with it. So the point is, is he a mouthpiece for Erdrazu? And if he accepts the deal, then can he convince Erdrazu that it was a good one? I'm sure Erdrazu would rather have food and gold than three dead soldiers. Oh yeah, they can't return to him empty-handed. Right. That would be not good for them. Mm -hmm. So they should just take the deal. He, ha he just did. But we need to convince him that he should tell Erdrazu that it was a good deal. Yeah, I mean, you could he could tell Erdrazu that there was a fire caster and a lightning caster, or lightning archer and a and a fire mage, like a powerful fire sorcerer and an, an amazing lightning yeah. archer. You're getting one more barrel of food than you asked for. That's true. Food is better than gold in some cases. Think about if there was a famine or drought. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you have yourselves a deal, and, uh, no blood need be spilled this day. <laughs> so I take around the hat, I doff my cap and bring take it around to all the merchants. All right, five gold per person. With the I thought it was four gold. It's four gold, but with the remainder going to pay back the merchants who give us the barrels of food. Oh, okay, that's right. We were going to do socialism. Yes, socialism. <laughs> yep. uh, five gold per person, everybody, in the hat. And if you don't want to pay up, then you're... Feel free to deal with the trolls yourself. Uh, <laughs> up to you. All right. The merchants and other guards begrudgingly give you the five gold. The guards seem a little more willing to do it than mm. most of the merchants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Because it's their lives at stake. <laughs> yeah, their lives would literally become a stake for these trolls. And <laughs> uh, each of us, I'm assuming, five gold? Uh, yep, five gold. Yeah, that's fine. I'll pay the five. I'm okay with it. Okay. All right. And then a few of the other merchants put together barrels of cheap food, whatever they can get. This mm. track comments as this is happening that if we're losing this food, we'll definitely need to stop and resupply. No rushing through town. That's fine. It's worth it. This might be the most fearsome thing we face on this whole trip. Mm -hmm. Better a little bit of food than your lives, right? They've been given recompense for the food that they're giving, so they'll be able to just buy more. Uh, so we roll out the barrels and uh, drop the coin sack at the side of the road and say, here you are. This has been a wonderful deal. And we're very happy to have been able to... Come to an agreement. Come to an agreement. That's right. Does Shaba steeple his... Do you steeple your hands? <laughs> I don't go quite that far. 
What I will do, Sean Abrams, is let you know that while you may think your gamer friends have everything, there's nothing as truly unique as a holiday gift from Himgo Premium Dice. Short for Him of the Ghost, Himgo specializes in sharp-edged resin dice, metal dice in both solid and hollow flavors, gemstone dice, and even glass dice, along with tons of great accessories for all your rolling needs. The holidays are right around the corner, so order now and get free delivery in the U.S., Plus, when you enter code DAMAGEGUILD, all one word at checkout, take 20% off. That's right, 20% off your entire order. Just go to himgo.us. That's H-Y-M-G-H-O dot U-S. For customers in the U.S. and Canada only. Grizz goes and examines the barrels and the coins. Oh, no, he's going to figure out that the food's cheap. Uh-uh. <laughs> food's not cheap. It's troll food. Trolls like food. Doesn't matter how expensive it is. It's a delicacy for trolls. <laughs> well, hopefully they put enough meat in there. <laughs> they like meat, I think. He looks through it and says, Bag is light. Coins are light. But we agreed. Be gone and hope Erdrazu chooses not to seek revenge. Well, I don't know why he would want to seek revenge for us giving you a bunch of food and gold, but... Who am I to know the and or understand the mindset of a troll? <laughs> we don't know if it's a troll, Shaba. It might be something else. He said it could eat him in one bite. Who am I to understand the mindset of an Erdrazu? This is like when we were trying to guess if it was a purple worm that ate, mm. you know, the, the Sapphire Saber members in the cult. Like, it might not be a bigger troll, Shaba. It could be... Yeah, I'll, I'll bet you it's a dragon. Because yeah. dragons tend to take other races uh, as mm. their soldiers. Yeah, they also tend to eat other races in one bite. True. That's Yeah, that's Very a good true. point. Yeah. Huh. So, right on. Well, if Erdrazu wants to get off his fat keister and fly <laughs> over here, then <laughs> be our guest, because we're all going to die either way. <laughs> right, he'll eat, he'll eat us first, then he's going to eat then you guys. Oh, wait, I don't speak the lingo. I don't speak the language. Yeah. Let's, not, let's not do more intimidation yeah, checks. We're done with that. that. We've made a deal. Yeah. All right. yeah, I'm bad at intimidation. Move along. <laughs> These aren't the trolls you're looking for. Everybody, let's go. Yeah, yeah we start, like, we get out those, like, the flags or the, the lights, and we start, like, directing, <laughs> yeah. directing, directing the caravan. Air traffic controllers. Yeah. Around the trolls. Yeah. So the trolls start rolling, or two of them start rolling the barrels off into the woods, and the other one is just standing there watching as you all go by. Mm-hmm. That guy's freaky. Mm-hmm. I watch him back. <laughs> he's making sure no one touches his newfound treasures. Mm. Yeah, man, he's he's all about that food, this guy. <laughs> his mouth is watering. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Alright, so you make it past the trolls and continue off through the forest. Oh yeah, and I yell back, and if you ask us for more food, we'll teach you how to fish. <laughs> After a few more hours, you arrive at the village of Sulchea. All right. This is a small village kind of built into the hills, and you notice that only one small section of it is actually walled. Well, most of the village is outside the walls and is something familiar to Aslo as halfling homes. Ah. Many of which are built directly into the hillsides or using the trees and such. So it looks like it's primarily a halfling village. There are also humans living in the walled portion. Okay. Before we enter the town, I will uh, cobble together a few signs with some sloppily painted slogans on them and, like, arrows pointing back in the way we came and say, Here there be trolls. Beware trolls. Trolls this way. And just, like, stake them into the ground along the side of the road. Hmm. Not a bad idea, actually, Shaba. And then we will ride into town. So you all pull into town. You notice that most of the halfling homes are actually camouflaged pretty well so that casual examination might not reveal them. There are enough of them that you can spot a few here and there. And you can see as you pull into the human area that there seems to be not a whole lot of activity and commerce going on at the moment. It's late afternoon, but aren't as many people as you might expect at this time of day. And uh, Ostrak gives the orders for everyone to split up, start resupplying, and you'll meet up and set out the next day. I guess we should gather four or five barrels of food so the next trolls we have to face we can appease. (laughs) (laughs) What do you guys think? I would like to befriend a halfling so that we may be invited into their tiny home for a meal. 
<laughs> Sounds like a quaint experience. <laughs> okay, so you walk up to a random halfling that you see? Yes, a nice-looking halfling. You say, pardon me, good sir or madam, uh, would you like us to befriend you so that you can invite us into your home for a quaint meal? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds to me like you're inviting yourself into my home. That's precisely well, no, what we're I mean, doing. I would, I would wait until you invited me. I'm just asking if you would like to. <laughs> Normally I wouldn't mind inviting someone in, but times have been hard. Mm. Ah, well, we have gold. We're willing to pay for your friendship. Gold might help some, but I'm afraid I don't have much food to share with you. Ah, well, we have trail rations. We could cook them up over the tube and share them. <laughs> could make them even more tough than they already are over a nice hot fire. How's we have some sound? jerky we could cook <laughs> We could cook up <laughs> and turn it into gristle. Jerky and hardtack. Yep. yep. Got some biscuits. We could dip those in water to make them nice and <laughs> juicy for you. We know how to cook, all right? <laughs> I'm sure if we... Uh, boiled the jerky for like a few days it might get, get nice and tender uh, we actually have one of our uh, favorite recipes of Emily's and mine is a uh, chick it's like an apricot and uh, olives and cauliflower chicken recipe where you take dried apricots and you actually put them in submerge them in hot water for 10 minutes and then they like they become apricots again it's really cool oh wow cool hmm. yeah so can you, like, turn raisins into grapes that way? Yes, you can. Yep. Wow. Sure, it wouldn't be exactly the same, but... That's awesome. I'm <laughs> going to try that sometime. I don't actually know about that second one, but <laughs> okay. it does restore some moisture to them. Can you turn prunes into plums that way? <laughs> yes. <laughs> can you turn sun-dried tomatoes into tomatoes? Regular tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. No, you have to put them in the dark. That way you take out the sun as well. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> You put them in the dark water. <laughs> instead of sun-dried, they're darkness water. Well, so much for befriending the halflings in this town. Well, let's, let's find an inn instead. But, sorry, you said that times have been hard lately. What's, uh, what's going on? What do you mean by that? For the last month or so, we've been seeing these creatures come out of the woods, stealing our cattle. <laughs> Immediately grab Tokus by the collar. Tokus! Yes! Yes, Chaba. Chaba, this is really high up. I I hate when you do this, and it's also it really hurts because you always just drop me. And I don't know if you've ever worn full plate armor, and a seven foot tall friend of yours drops you. It's really painful. Listen, listen. If you just set me down, I'll listen. I promise. All right. I gently begin to set Tokus down, and then I drop him on the ground, and then I grab him, grab him up again, and pick him up by the collar, and I say, Tokus, now is not the time for complaints. Shabba, my knees! Tokus, my knees! Creatures have been coming out of the woods to steal cattle. Do you understand what I'm saying to you right now? I don't even care about cows that much. But creatures, Tokus, it's the creatures. These poor people. I mean, I guess I care that Poor, innocent people are being carried off by creatures, including their cows. Their cows. Have they killed any people, or are they just carrying the cows? I ask, have they killed any people, or is it just the cows? Still holding Tokus. <laughs> Leavi went missing. There might be a few others. People have gone missing, Tokus, is what, what's being said to us. Is this a man or a woman that we're talking to? Uh, this is a man. This poor halfling has missing loved ones. That is really sad. Um, Just as Tokus begins speaking, I drop him again. <laughs> Wait a minute. Um, I think I think I know what might be doing it, actually, Shaba. What? What do you think it is? This sounds like it could be a case of the Onkegs. Uh-huh. Mm. But he said they're coming out of the woods. Onkegs don't come out of the woods. They come out of the ground. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Onkegs will come out of the ground. Um, yeah. Very very possible that it's something else. Has anyone spotted one of these creatures? Uh, there are rumors going around. They seem like they're some sort of big hulking brutes of some kind. Blend into the forest around them, come out, snatch a few sheep or cows or what have you, and scurry away before they can be seen in any detail. Mm, big hulking mm. brutes. Round about ten feet tall, would you say? Possibly. Maybe three, four times my height. Mm. Mm. Wow. <laughs> Sounds like Trolls. <laughs> yeah, if I had to take a random, completely random guess, I would say mm, trolls. I'm going to go with trolls on this one. Uh, let's just say that we had the time to stick around in this town and uh, help you with your troll problem. 
Um, we don't, but let's just say that we did. What would you feel like the town would be able to, say, pony up in terms of compensation? I don't know. You'd have to talk to the mayor, see what she says. Very good. So, boys, this is called playing both ends. So the trolls are playing both ends by taking food from travelers and also stealing food from the town, but we can play both ends by making a deal with them to save the lives of our employers and also getting paid by the town to then kill them. Oh, we're going to dress Tokus up like a sheep. Exactly. And that way, when they come oh. and take him, he'll be able to infiltrate. You read my mind, Dazla. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> you read my mind. And then when they try to bite into the sheep, they're going to break their teeth on the, on the armor, armor exactly. of the Rathgon Hills. Hills. Yep. That's right. You know, I predicted this very thing, and Aslo pulls out a sheep costume from in his pack. <laughs> you had that the whole time? Listen, I come prepared, all right? You don't have a sheep costume? Uh, it's just a bunch of cotton balls sewn onto, like, a netting. <laughs> wow, that looks really realistic, Aslo. Nice work. I, I'm good. What can I say? I, so, this person, this guy, said that um, these attacks have been happening at, happening at night. Yes, every few days they'll come in the middle of the night and steal away with a few, two, three, five animals. Mm. Wow. So we might not have time to stick around, but we will be here tonight. So um, we can talk to the mayor and then either like find an inn on the outskirts of town or just like post watches tonight to see if we can yeah. catch them in the act. Thane, what did you say was the wall situation on this town? So most of the halflings live outside the walls, just kind of scattered in the hills nearby. And then, and that's where the farms and the animals are also there. Where the cattle are being stolen from? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then there's a smaller walled section that's mostly populated by humans. A few of the halflings look like they live there, too. And it's just kind of simple wooden palisade, mm. standard wooden buildings inside. All right. Well, in that case, we'll simply spend the night building walls around all the farms <laughs> of this town. So we will be here for the night, says Ustrak. Mm-hmm. Yes. However, we won't be in fighting shape tomorrow if we spend all night on a stakeout. Well... Ustrek comes up to you after a while, and it looks like he's been talking to some of the locals, too. And he says, no one here wants to sell us their food. They don't have supplies to last. We don't have supplies to leave anywhere. Something will need to be done. And he gives you a, <laughs> a, <look>. a meaningful <laughs> look. <laughs> okay, something meaning that we spend the night watching out for trolls, hope that some trolls do come, and if so, kill them, meaning that we will not be in shape to guard your caravan tomorrow. Also, killing trolls tonight is not going to magically create food for your merchants to buy. So how does that solve our problem? Well, if you could maybe retrieve some of the food that they've taken from us, that could help. I don't think we're going to kill all the trolls. Uh, we don't know how many there are, and we would have to kill every last one of them to be able to then track back to their lair and take all the food back. Well, if you could at least get the coins back, we could afford to pay for some more food here. Prices are just too steep for us to, to handle. So is it that they won't sell you their food, or that the food's just too expensive? Food here is hard to find, and what they do have is too expensive for us to pay for the amount that we need. Okay, mm. if you are willing to, if you and the merchants both are willing to put the caravan on hold, and offer up the other caravan guards to aid us, and whoever uh, is of fighting strength within the town, who is willing to help as well, then we will deal with this problem fully. Otherwise, I don't believe that it behooves us to uh, expend our time and resources on this endeavor. What other solutions exist, guys? Can we put our heads together? Tokus was kind of mulling through his brain trying to think of if there was like a magical way to solve this problem. Hmm. I can't speak for the citizens of the town, but I would be willing to send the other guards along with you okay. to handle these trolls. Okay. Can we inspect the guards, maybe? Oh, we only met the archer. Let's let's see who we're, we're teaming up with, maybe, before we make a decision. Well, I, I don't think... I mean, they're caravan guards, so they're going to have weapons, they're going to know how to fight. The point is that strength in numbers, right? So mm. we'll have a better chance of taking these guys on if we have help. 
Well, that's that's something we really lack in combat, right? Like, I'm only able to tank so much. If the other guards can form a line of defense with me, we might actually be able to take these trolls because you and Aslo can do some nice range stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, if Stripey plus me plus some of these others can tank, we might be able to hold the trolls at bay for you to shoot them down, for example, Shaba. I like that you're thinking ahead, and I like that you're thinking tactically, but I don't think we're quite there yet. So... This is the town's problem, and while we are heroes, the town itself is responsible for solving its own problems, right? So we are here to help the town solve its problems, but the town needs to be willing to offer something in return, whether they just want to pay us to do it, or if they want to provide fighting individuals to assist in the task. Okay, what, what do we know about trolls? Again, we're not there yet. Let's let's. But, oh, okay. Let's okay, focus well, on. Tokus is brimming with ideas. Let's focus <laughs> on the immediate needs of this settlement. Who is in charge of this settlement? Mayor Belvera. She's a halfling. And this is the town of Solchea. Yes. Okay. All right. Let's have a little meet and greet with Belvera. Mm-hmm.